You are listening to episode 228 of This is Type 1. Today, I'm talking about getting back into routine after the holidays have passed. The last two months of the year can feel like a whirlwind of let's just throw out all of our routines because Halloween kicks off the season of candy, food, get-togethers, more food, family drama, even more food. You get the point. By the time we land in the week between Christmas and New Year's, aka what I call Black Hole Week, It feels like all is lost because we just spend the last two months ignoring good habits and indulging in the season. With some tips on getting back into routine after the holidays, sort of purposefully timed with everyone's favorite, New Year's resolutions. First off, think back to what your routines were before you went off the rails. What was working? What didn't? Can you identify the things that happened that made you go, I can get back to this later, or this doesn't matter right now? If your blood sugars have been on a wild ride for the last few months because of all the candy and the holiday food, my best advice for you is to start planning your food a day in advance, and then following that plan. We've talked about this kind of thing before, but it really is a game changer not just for your blood sugars, but for your overall health. Next, even if you hate calling them New Year's resolutions, the truth is that the changing of the month and the changing of the year are powerful mental markers for behavior change, if you put in the effort and understand the costs associated with your goals. And we'll talk more about goals next week, but for today, it's no different when we're talking about routines. January, or whenever you listen to this, can be a clean slate for you, where you lay out everything that you want to bring back into your routines, and then start working step-by-step to incorporate them back. Some examples are planning out your food. So this could mean figuring out what you want to eat a week in advance, and doing all the grocery shopping for it, doing a Sunday meal prep day. It could be looking up Pinterest recipes for freezer meals and planning out your whole month in advance. It could be as simple as sitting down the night before. Like, if it's Sunday night, you're sitting down to plan Monday's food. That's what I mean, planning in advance. The hard part is actually executing on that. And following through with yourself and with your goals and with your plans to do the things you say you'll do. That is the hardest part of all of this. But you can start with planning your food. Another example is exercise. What do you want to do for movement? You really should be incorporating some kind of movement into your day every day. And even I will sometimes not do be great at this because on the days where I don't go to boxing or orange theory, I just kind of tend to sit around the house and not do anything. But really, I should be going on daily walks, or I should be using our mini jumpoline, which is just a mini trampoline in our living room. Or it could just mean doing some yoga in in the living room. Something to get exercise back into a regular routine for you. Think about how you want to do that. What do you like doing? And that's really going to be the key for exercise in general, is doing something that you enjoy doing. And we've talked about this before with experts on exercising. If you don't enjoy the thing that you're trying to do, then you are far more likely to fall off that wagon and have the excuse of, I just, you know, I didn't like it, so therefore I stopped doing it. And that's why when I got back into exercise in around May of last year, or I guess May of uh, this year if you're listening to it in real time, so May of 2023, my plan and my goal was I want to find something that works for me, if, that, I, that I like doing. And I tried, I started off by trying Planet Fitness. I went to have, I had a day pass to Planet Fitness. I tried it out and I was like, kind of meh. 
And then I tried out some, I tried out an orange theory class and I tried out a boxing class. And I very quickly realized that I am the kind of person for, for whom exercise needs to be somebody telling me what to do for an hour. That way I don't have to think about which weight do I want to lift? How many pounds do I want to put on this weightlifting machine? Do I want to attempt to run a mile or something like that? Having somebody tell me what to do in a class setting like Orange Theory or boxing is so much better for my commitment level and my, me sticking with the thing. The only thing that falls outside of this pattern for me is going on hikes. I'm pretty self-motivated when I can go on a hike because I just enjoy the entire process of hiking, less so in the winter months, but in general, that's not something that you will you have to coerce me out onto the onto the trails for. So find something that works for you. Another example is paying attention to your time and range. Maybe you haven't been having as good a, a track record with your time and range recently, and tracking that data can really help. There are apps out there that can do this for you. The Dexcom Clarity app, I think, will tell you your average time and range over certain periods of time. And it will also give you an estimated, an estimated A1C value, which they call GMI on the Dexcom Clarity app. But there's all sorts of things that you can do with your diabetes life to get back into routine with. And another one is keeping track of your supplies. So do you know if it's time for a reorder? And the question to ask is, do you actually have enough right now? If you're listening to this in real time, we are about to hit the reset on insurance coming in January. And if you haven't, now is the time to hit that order button on your third-party supply things if you actually need to get some supplies ordered before the new year so that you can get those hitting on this year's insurance instead of next year's. And then another thing might be setting up your doctor's appointments. Did you skip any of the last few months? Or maybe did you forget to make appointments? I mean, this late in the year, you probably won't find any appointments available before the the insurance resets, but maybe that's a plan that you can go into the new year with, which is remembering to make those appointments, maybe putting reminders for yourself on your calendars or asking someone else to follow up with you like, hey, did you make that appointment? Things like that. The next tip that I have for getting back into routine is to focus on what's ahead, not on what's behind. It is so easy to fall into self-judgment over our past behavior because hindsight is twenty twenty. but we actually hold ourselves back if we are too focused on the rearview mirror. So keep your eyeballs on the road ahead and only use that glance backward as an input for your forward momentum. So let's say if your A1C is higher than usual because you had maybe an, an off holiday season, use that as an input for your decisions going forward but not as a reason to beat yourself up for being a bad diabetic. And when I mean use it as an input for decisions going forward, I don't mean saying like, oh, I went totally off the rails between Halloween and New Year's and I'm never eating pumpkin pie again, or I'm never going to buy all those Halloween candy again and like binge like that. Don't put yourself in a box like that. I'm talking about what are things that you want to adjust or things that you want to tweak going into the new year based on decisions that you've made from looking at that past data. This is not a place for you to beat yourself up. It's not a place for you to say, I'm going to go whole hog on one thing and completely swing to the other side of the pendulum. We want to be more moderate in how we go about these things, just using them as data points rather than reasons to completely go off the rails on the other side of the tracks. And really execution that's the hardest part. I know I know this from experience. 
I am one of those people who is extremely good at coming up with plans. But once I get to the actual do the plan part, it takes a lot for me to get over that resistance and that inertia. Something I figured out in the last few months with my coach and working on my business is that it's a lot easier to stay in the doing mode once you're actually in it. And you can use that momentum from doing one thing to flow into doing the next thing. So the law of inertia, if you know you're a science nerd, says that an object in motion will stay in motion and an object at rest will stay at rest unless either are acted upon by an external force. It's nice to think about getting back into a routine, but it's even better to actually start acting upon it, even if it's a small action. And then building that momentum can carry you through the whole year, even through the next holiday season. You also want to think about why you're doing what you're doing and keep that reason top of mind for when you waver. If your reasons for getting back into routine are out of sight, they will remain out of mind. Case in point, whenever I need to block myself from a distraction on my phone, I will put my phone in the drawer next to my desk. And if my phone is in the drawer, I will completely forget it exists. So if you want to keep something in your focus and keep something in your sight line, keep it easily accessible. Keep it someplace where you can see it. Maybe that's a sticky note on your computer monitor. Maybe it's a printout pasted or taped to your bathroom mirror or a list of goals put on your fridge. Something that keeps it in your frame of sight so that it stays in your mind. Figure out what motivates you and keep it in sight. And that might be different from your why, but if something really motivates you, make sure you have some way to constantly keep that in your frame of sight. Another one is to track your progress. So I use the full focus planner system at the time of this recording. I have tried out, you know, probably a hundred different planner systems at this point. And right now, as of end of 2023, I am currently using the full focus planner system. That might change. Who knows? But one of their suggestions is to have habit goals, aka I want to work out five days a week for six weeks. If that's the goal, you have to track your progress in order to know if you've hit it. Tracking that progress makes the difference between hitting a goal and being wildly off. So I have been building a second brain using uh, Notion, which is a free-form note-taking app available for free. And one of the things that I'm tracking in a daily journal is my time and range. It's just a snapshot on time at the moment that I fill in the journal. It's not something that I'm religious about at the same time each day, but it does let me see over time what my average time and range is. And that's really helpful for long-term decisions. So I started tracking on November 11th, And at the time of this recording, my average time and range from those snapshots is just over 80%, which was my goal. My range is actually really tight. It's between 82 and 140. So the fact that I'm between those lines 80% of the time is awesome. Of course, you know, those unicorns are fun, but as long as I stick to an 80-20 goal, which is Pareto's principle, I am much more likely to have long-term success. And that leads me to the next point, which is that perfection is not the goal. Consistency is. If we focus on perfection with anything, including our routines, as soon as we miss a day, we are way more likely to use that as an excuse to stop doing it entirely. That's precisely what happens at the end of October when we enter the holiday season. Consistency means that even if we miss a day or two, we can always come back to the better decisions that we've made ahead of time for ourselves. It's not letting one misstep mean you'll fall all the way back down the mountain. On top of that, 
something that I talk about with my author clients a lot is the power of being persistent if being consistent is causing you heart palpitations. Persistent means always coming back to something no matter how much time has passed. It's a great principle when talking about writing, but it also works with type 1 diabetes management. If you fall off your wagon for a bit, being persistent means coming back to those routines without blame or judgment. It's giving yourself grace for the past decisions that you can't go back and undo. doesn't matter what routines you're trying to get back into after the holidays. You can use the things that I talked about in this episode as guideposts for you. Things to try on for yourself to see if they work for your life. So now it's your turn. What routines are you going to revitalize going into the new year? Let us know in the comments or on social media. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.